Do you have a story that can inspire others? Do you know someone who does? Do you have a life journey that others can relate to? Maybe you've conquered a personal, professional, or physical obstacle. No story is too big or too small. Others want to be inspired by you. The Taryn Lamp Show. Each episode, we will talk to everyday people just like you with amazing stories. Everyone has a story to share. This show is about positivity and love. Listen and learn from these individual journeys. I am your host, Taryn Lamp, and this is The Taryn Lamp Show. Hello, everyone. How are you? It is Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, and we are here for Just Like You, Everyday People, Amazing Stories. Thank you so much for joining us. I truly appreciate it. This is episode, I think it's episode number 19. Uh, last week was episode number, number 18, and unfortunately, it didn't save to my IG, so that's unfortunate, but we are back today. 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, episode number 19, Just Like You, Everyday People, Amazing Stories. We have an amazing guest for you today. Keep in mind that if something were to happen uh, internet-wise, we will be here 7.30 to 8 p.m. Let me get her in here. Let me get her in here, Brittany. Brittany, can you see me? Can you hear me? Hello, hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? I have I'm doing good. Ever. I know. It's been so long. I mean, I keep up with you on IG, but like <laughs> actually seeing you. So I was just letting everybody know we are here 730 to 8 p.m. If anything happens internet wise, because, you know, anything can happen, we will be back. So we'll be back here 730 to uh, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Just like you, everyday people, amazing stories. And if you have a story or you know someone you do. And Brittany, we got to get your parents on here too. Um, I agree. Yeah. Um, please get in contact with me. We'd love to have you on the show. No stories too big, no stories too small. This is about positivity, sharing that energy about love and just sharing amazing people and their amazing stories. So, you know, I just want to encourage everybody to tune in 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're here every week for Just Like You, Everyday People, Amazing Stories. We've got a couple of highs coming on, Brittany. So, Brittany, my goodness, like I said, I haven't, like, actually seen your face in so long. Like, I know, I know you're here, there, and everywhere and doing all these amazing things. And I do keep in contact with your mom and your dad quite often. I definitely see them back and forth. But... It's so good. Thank you so much, first of all, for just, you know, accepting my random request to be on the show. Um, I appreciate it. I do know that you have, you know, an empowering story for, for young women. So, you know, when I think about that, I, I put on my thing that, um, you know, you're powerful, you're beautiful, you kick butt, you know, all those things that, you know, is, it, are you know, today it's just it's it's just so great to hear for young women. I don't want to steal your your story per se, but I do know. You know, I want to let people know that are joining right now that you know your story is powerful when you think about you know all that's going on and just young women standing up for themselves and and just being bold. And you're a cat lover. 
yes, I am. My that is somewhere <laughs> around here. She may or may not try and grab my attention because she's an intention hog. What's her name? So, Pumpkin. Pumpkin. She's so cute. She is. I love her. She was actually a stray who adopted me. Oh, nice. Did you? Um, you have to check out my. Um, I don't think it's on my story anymore. But we actually have a stray cat. And um, I'm trying to decide, you know, what, what I have to get your advice on what I should actually do with it. Um, I'm building it a house right now. Um, so there's my mom's on. I'm building him a little, him or her, I don't even know. It's a little house. But um, I know your mom is a cat lover too. So that's something in that we also bond over. But I don't want to take a lot of time. Like I said, I'm going to get started with your story. We're here 7.30 to 8 p.m. And I just want um, you to share, Brittany, you know, you do, you do, you do so many things. Like I said, you kick butt, you're an advocate, you know, you're talented. You just, you know, you, you exude confidence. So, but share with us, Brittany, your, you know, your journey to kind of getting, getting there and share with us your story a little bit. So I was raised by an amazing mom who uh, always like supported me to go after what I wanted and mm -hmm. just, just, Amazing all around. It's actually her birthday today, so shout out, Mom. That's right. Happy birthday. So, uh, but when I, uh, I hit a pretty hard time. Um, when I was 15, I got pregnant and uh, chose adoption and gave birth to, to a little boy who, it's an open adoption, so I see the family. It's, uh, you know, we love, love him, love the family. Mm -hmm. And then a short month after, I was sexually assaulted by a family friend in my own home. And I, uh, I did what a lot of survivors do. I didn't tell people right away. I didn't tell my mom. I eventually told my boyfriend at the time who really pushed for me to tell somebody. And at the time I was doing martial arts, it happened to be somebody from my martial arts studio. So it was, it was a lot of just really difficult. And that's a, a statistic that most people don't realize is that most rapes happen by a family friend or a family member. And that's the majority of rapes. So me being one of those people who that had happened to, I didn't fight back. I had the, the tools too. I knew how to, but I froze. And a lot of people forget that freezing is such uh, a strong component of what happens in those situations. So fast forward six months later, I finally got the courage to do something. My mom put me into therapy right away though. She didn't, she didn't wait. She said, nope, you're going into therapy. We see what happens when survivors don't. So got into therapy, pursued uh, a criminal investigation. Um, unfortunately, the local county didn't, they basically said since there wasn't enough, there were more victims, there wasn't physical evidence, there's nothing they could do. But this person happened to be military. And my mom happened to tell her goddaughter who had to report it to the military. So that started an entirely new investigation into it. And they actually were determined to do something. They said, we could do something, we're going to do it. And so we, we went forward and, and did something. And it was hard because we had to go to the base. He wasn't military. He worked in the, um, at the gate. So going in and off the gate constantly, it was hard. I was always worried that I was going to run into the person. Mm -hmm. So it was just, it was a lot. And then that took roughly three years of my life. Um, and I say took because I was in, in high school, it was mm -hmm. missing school, going to the, to the court hearings, getting interviewed. The defense was very abusive towards me. The, the one thing I will say I had on me was that I wasn't military. 
So they had a lot harder of a time kind of forcing me down. And that's something I've done a lot of research on is they kind of try and keep it quiet. And it gets to the point where they can be, they can kind of convince somebody to drop the case, but there was nothing on me. They couldn't really do that. So I fought forward and they kept wanting records. They want my mental health. They wanted anybody who ever knew me, they were trying to get a hold of to, to talk and and get stuff. And Mm -hmm. so I did an article 32 hearing, which basically just goes over what the case is. It's kind of like a, a rough for the trial, like a rough draft for the trial. Okay. And I left halfway through and the defense said that they basically threw a temper tantrum and weren't happy with that. So I had to do, I was deposed. So I had to go again. There were certain questions they had to get past, but it came in, we got to court. We, the prosecution was really sure we were going to win. Unfortunately we did not. Um, We had a recorded phone call, which was really difficult to do. And it is not, it's not easy mm-hmm. to, to call up the person who assaulted you, who you trusted, and say, hey, you did this, and try and get them kind of to admit it mm-hmm. as evidence. And so, you know, go through the trial, the defense. You know, I had people who after that were like, they were saying just really hard things. And it basically, as I always felt, that they, they tried to make me seem like I was this demon person who, who wanted that I was just lying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say this because um, at the time when, when I was pregnant, that was asked, was it, was it, was it rape? No, it wasn't rape. It was consensual. It was my boyfriend at the time. If I really, if, and I always say, if I really wanted to destroy somebody's life, why didn't I destroy my ex-boyfriend's life? Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't rape. Because I'm not going to just cry rape because, you know, for whatever reason, people do that. I don't, and it's not a common thing. Most of the time, it's, it's hard. So then I went to college and went through on my undergraduate career, got my bachelor's. I have actually interned at SARC um, here in Oregon, and that was really eye-opening. I have, you know, Protector Defenders really did help me through my court process and everything. Um, I had an amazing therapist who helped me walk me through, and now I'm currently getting my master's. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm going to get a trauma certificate because I want to help people who have been here the same as me. And, Mm -hmm. I've actually had girls message me who've heard my story on NPR and they're going through the same thing. So it's, it's hard, but you can get through it. Um, and you know, everything the court went through, it was difficult and it definitely tested me, but it made me into a stronger person. And I know that sounds weird, but I wouldn't, as much as I wouldn't want to relive it, I would go through it again to change those three laws again in the military and to, to help people out and to really understand what a survivor goes through. Um, Cause it's not easy to, to, yeah. You know, I, I remember, um, you know, going through that, you know, hearing about it from, from your mom and, you know, I just wonder, you know, I, like I said, I know your parents and I know that they are both very strong, supportive people. Um, but at some level that courage was yours. Oh, I'm a very stubborn person. I could dig my heels in. How, I mean, you know, how did you, I mean, you're in high school here. You're, you're trying to get through high school. You're going up against, you know, a brick wall for all intents and purposes. Where did you get that courage from to, to not just like speak out, but go through with it for years? You know, uh, my mom, 
Yeah. I, and I know that sounds weird. My mom, she, uh, if it wasn't for her supporting me and kind of being a liaison between me and the, the court system and the mm -hmm. various individuals involved in trying to get our case heard, I, she fought for me tooth and nail. She mm -hmm. fought teachers to, to understand what I was going through. She, uh, a uh, teacher in high school, um, my favorite teacher, she was my psychology teacher, Debbie. She she helped me get on the 504 plan. She advocated for me. Um, and I just, once, some of my teachers who I didn't expect to be as supportive were like the ones who shocked me the most and was always mm -hmm. helpful. So, and then I am a very stubborn person. Like, you you, you know me, I'm, I, I tend to dig my heels in and I found out that he was gonna, he was getting ready to do it to another girl my age. And I said, I couldn't let this happen to another girl. Okay. It wasn't, if I had something I could do, I was going to do it. And so I stood up and I didn't, didn't back down. Um, honestly, probably my anger fuels me. I know that's not a good thing either, but my anger for the fact that they were trying to make me seem like I was the one who did something wrong, mm -hmm. that m my mental health records that I was on court, they wanted my Facebook, they wanted my Instagram, they wanted everything. It's like, I didn't commit a crime. I'm, I was assaulted in my own home. How, what? Yeah. So I, it kind of, that anger that they would, that they could try and do that just really is what fueled me to keep going. And I didn't want other people to go through this. And then that realization that I'm not military. I don't, I don't work for these people. I, they don't have my pension. They can't, they can't affect that. I can't get dishonorably discharged. I can do something to help these people so they don't have to go through that because it's, mm -hmm. You read stories, and if yeah. you go on the Protector of Defenders website, you see all these stories of people coming forward, and it's it's hard. What it's is so hard? This five hundred four plan. What is that for people who may not know? I don't know what that is. Okay, so a five hundred four plan is is for individuals who may be going through like a hard time, like mm -hmm. I was. Um, parents getting divorced, or they might have some. They might need some help. They might be um, on the spectrum, and they might just need some extra help with getting coursework in on time. Um, so it was just kind of to help me because I was, I almost flunked out of high school because of everything I was going through. Um, so it just kind of helped me give me some extra time on projects and stuff. Um, and it just let the teachers know like, Hey, she's going to need some extra help. She might need some, some compassion here. Um, so I, just for people to know, I mean, I'd, I'd never heard of that. So just the fact that you're telling it, that's why I was like, what is it? You know, to your point, it's like there are people going through things. There are young ladies just like yourself going through things that just need a little support, right? Like, yeah. you, I mean, to be able to, that's why I'm like, to be able to uh, trudge through all of that and still be going to high school and being so young and being, you know, you still have to, you still have to show your face every day too. You know, you still have to wake up, right? And answer questions and comments and you know, things that come at you, I'm sure left and right for, for yeah. a long time, you know? And I will say the hardest part was the judge's comments. Mm -hmm. um, he actually did apologize to um, the per my perpetrator and said, oh, I'm sorry you have to go through this, sir. Um, didn't apologize to me. It's like, I'm the high school student. I'm missing classes, but okay. Yeah. So that was, that was difficult. And just uh, when the judge ruled, he said, well, something happened. We just don't know what. It's like, uh okay <laughs> yeah i mean it's 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 um believable and unbelievable all at the same time you know it's yeah but but then you know to hear your story and know that it, that that it does occur is um 
it's unfortunate. But like I said, to also hear your story and know that you stood up for yourself is also a good thing, you know? What, what things might you tell somebody, like if they're, you know, in a similar situation or have been in a similar situation, um, what kind of like pieces, I guess pieces of advice, maybe words of wisdom, maybe whatever, even from the heart, you know, things would you tell somebody like, you know, to either do or wish maybe you wish you would have known or to get through this, you know, because there are women out there that this has happened to and here they are, right? Yeah. So, um, I would tell anybody who's gone through trauma, just trauma in general, go to therapy. Mm, um, I agree. You have an unbiased person who's just going to sit there and listen to you. And it can be so just therapeutic because you have somebody in your corner. So even if you don't have a good support system, you can create your own support system. Mm -hmm. um, tell people, talk, don't, don't sit there in pain. And, and it, it's lonely. You isolate yourself. Um, so, so talk to people, even if that means going to a group therapy or something like that, just get in, get, get involved, get people with you. Um, can you see all the little hearts going? I, I can. It's, it's yeah, so yeah. cute. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. I'd also tell people if it if it's just happened, go get a test done. It it might be the most mm -hmm. it, It's it's the test is not easy. Getting the rape kit done is not easy, but having that extra piece is so helpful if you decide to go forward. Mm -hmm. Um, but above all, go go tell somebody. Go get into therapy. Help. That is probably the biggest piece of advice because. It, it, the, the way you feel after the, the blaming that you do with, you know, in society, it's still a lot of victim blaming. Well, what were they wearing? Mm -hmm. How much were they drinking? It's like, I was in sweats. I was not in an attractive gear whatsoever. It wasn't a date. I wasn't drinking. I was 16 years old. I was getting ready to go to martial arts practice. Mm -hmm. So, and to people who haven't experienced assault, don't go into what the, what the victim was wearing, what the survivor was wearing, anything like that, because it's not anything they did. It is something that in that person, in the perpetrator's mind. And it's, it's hard. Mm -hmm. um, the other piece of advice is you're not alone. Yeah. That's you might idea. feel all alone out there and that you're on an Island. Mm -hmm. um, that's why I say, reach out, get, get, if you have a family member who you can, who you trust, whether that be an aunt, your mom, your dad, whoever, family, friend, your, your best friend who's like your sister or brother, tell them just having somebody that you can, who can be there for you and therapy. Those are my, my big three is don't hold it in. Yeah. It, it'll eat you alive. Yeah. You know, I'm a big proponent of therapy as well. Um, I, I've been in it for a long time and I never hesitate to go back. You know, I think, just, just in life, right? Just for life, just different things. Um, you know, uh, everybody could experience a different, different type of trauma. And I think to your point of, you know, making sure you're telling someone and sharing, even though I do feel, you know, for you, I feel like you were just so young, even though, I mean, you're still young, you know, even though I know that your story needs to be because there are women that are young ladies that are that young, you know what I mean? I'm sure um, that happens more than we want to know, you know? 
And, Unfortunately. Um, yeah, yeah. And so it's just so powerful. And what, you know, what do you think kept you going? We know it started you, so your mom, and you said your mom kind of kept you going too. But what inside of you kept you going? You know, because... I couldn't let it happen to somebody else. Yeah. That, that's, even if I lost, it'd be on his record. You look back far enough, it'll be there. Mm-hmm. And that is what kept me going, is if he does this again, even if I lost, it would be there. That's a good one. Like you just couldn't, you couldn't let it go and couldn't let it happen to someone else under, under your, you know, and you knowing about it, you know what I mean? And you not. I felt, I, I almost felt like responsible, like, okay, yeah, this happened to me. And it was kind of like, I ignored myself during that time. I was like, I have to go for other people. They're, they're like, like I said, there was another person that he was grooming at the time. I found out from a, a mutual friend and it was just, I had to step in. I had to do something. I had to protect her. I had no idea who she is. I don't know her name. I don't, I couldn't even, I, there was no way I could reach out, but I knew I had to do something and I had to, I had to say something because you know, that, that's how serial rapists happen. They, they mm-hmm. get away with it once. I don't know if I was the first one for him. I don't know. I don't know if I was to stand up. It's not information I, I am privy to or information I know, but I know that I couldn't, I had to do something. And if I didn't and it happened again, I'd feel guilty, even though it's not, that makes no logical sense. It would not have been my fault. Mm-hmm. It was just, I'm a very protective person and I don't like to see other people get hurt. And I figured I can make it through this. I'm strong enough. I'm stubborn enough. And I got the support system to get through it. Mm-hmm. My church was behind me and I, that was my safe haven. And I had a, an amazing mom, amazing dad. And mm-hmm. honestly, my boyfriend at the time, he was a godsend. I don't think I could have made it through without those, those people and my therapist just kind of helping me through everything. Yeah. You know, we, you know, obviously everybody, it, well, still prays for you, but you know, was praying for you and we're just, you know, I'm just so proud of you. I know your I know your parents are. I mean, I know your mom is like, like on another planet when it comes to you. So, you know, that is, and it's just your story. Like I said, is so empowering. Tell us a little bit about um, the other stuff that you do. Like you said, the martial arts. You know, you are now kind of in a position where you can advocate um, for people like you. So, tell us a little bit about that. I mean, I'm always amazed at the whole martial arts wrestling thing. Like every time I see your, you or your mom post something, I'm like, this girl is kicking butt and taking names, like <laughs> literally. So tell us about that a little bit. I want it, it, it has to be a little empowering. So yeah, that, that, I will say my martial arts helped me get through it too. So I started martial arts when I was in like the fifth grade, I think. I was uh, a family friend was picking me up from school because both my parents worked. And so they were able to pick me up. They put me in martial arts, told my parents. My parents were like, okay, she's doing martial arts now. And so I fell in love with it. And I was determined that I was going to get as high as I could. Um, with the years I had, I didn't know I'd be going away for college. I, I just knew that I wanted to get my black belt. So I worked my tail end off. I was able to go to Japan. I competed in an international sword competition. I tested for my black belt in Kokodo Jiu-Jitsu passed in Japan under the the owner of the art, the headmaster, Mm -hmm. big kahuna. I got a test under him and it was amazing. And it was going with people that I, it was me and four other kids my age and we all had so much fun. Our parents came with us. And then I, uh, I tested again for my second degree in that same art and passed. Um, And then I got my black belt in Kamishin Jiu Jitsu and 
I uh, then went on to wrestle because I was like, I have to, I have to have something extracurricular for for school to get into college. So I joined the wrestling team, um, much to the uh, the head coach's uh, persistent pursuing of me to go in the wrestling team. I was I was his TA, and he was like, you got to do this, you got to do this. And I was like, next year, next year, coach, when I'm a senior, I'll I'll do it. And he's like, I'm gonna hold you to it. And so I I was his TA again. And the minute wrestling season started, he's like, the wrestling first team meeting is tonight. You're going. I was like, yes, sir. So that's how I got into wrestling. And uh, I went all the way up to masters should have gone to CIF. um, But I made it pretty far and it was, it was so much fun. Um, Loved wrestling. And that's honestly, those things probably attributed to me getting through the court case because I was able to work through my pent up anger and I was able to work out through martial arts and wrestling and exerting energy was, Mm -hmm. I think it, I think it's therapeutic. It's something that I plan on looking more into and actually creating maybe a therapy dojo or something like that one day. That's a good idea. You know, that's, that's a good idea because I'm sure other people, you know, can find that it's a great outlet too. you know, to kind of combo the two. And that brings me to, I guess, the, the kind of final question before we get to the final thoughts is what does the future hold? Because like you said, you just recently got some cool things going on and you're in Oregon now. And, you know, so what does the future hold? What does the future look like for you now that you've, um, like I said, literally kicked some butt? And took some <laughs> so next year I graduate with my master's uh, in social work with a trauma certificate. I will go on to get my doctorate actually in law. Um, so I wanted to be an adoption attorney mm-hmm. with doing some trauma therapy, pro bono work on the side to help survivors and being an advocate for that. Um, I also would love to be able to be uh, a witness who can go on the stand and be like, no, this person's actually, this survivor is actually acting rationally for what it is. This is what trauma does. This is what this does. And kind of be a voice on the stand for those individuals who decide that they are, that they want to go forward with the case and they want to try and seek justice. Um, and, and put their, their perpetrator behind bars. So I want to be able to be an advocate and be a, a support for those people. So I'm going to get my doctorate. Wow. <laughs> I figure a doctorate in law will also give me the knowledge to be able to understand laws and maybe even hopefully maybe change some uh, for right. survivors. Right. Because it doesn't, it sounds like, you know, even during your situation, there were some that were kind of, mm, not so sure about that, you know, yeah. like, how did that happen? Or how does this not happen? Well, I, mean, I think that's just, you know, I think it's, this is what this show's about, right? It's about positivity, sharing that story, but it's also about like, everybody has a story. And, you know, there's this time when I'm sure you can, you, well, maybe, maybe, maybe not, but I would think that you can remember, you know, when all this was happening to you, you, you know, we all have this fork in the road and we can either go this way or we can go this way, right? You could have either came forward and went this way or just like you said kind of kept it to yourself and went another way you know and you chose that fork in the road that's you know it was bumpy because you had to get through that little um you know hurdle in your road it was a a big hurdle but i think in the whole grand scheme of life what you have going on you know you made it through with flying colors and now you're on the side of that hurdle you know, now you're advocating for other people, right? And now yeah. you have the confidence to share your story and tell people that they're going to be okay on the other side, you know? 
And so mm -hmm. I think that is, you know, the cool part of your story. And, and again, at such a young age, you know, because to do that at, in a teen, in your teenage years is, I mean, I think, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, thinking to do it at any time is unbearable. Um, but to do it in your teenage years and, and, and you know, even, even we talked about, you know, you kind of mentioned the adoption too. And, and even with that, you know, that, you know, that was a thing. And then you got in, it was another thing. It was just like stacking you down at such a young age, you know, and then you've, blossom to now like you said it was an open adoption you are you know free it, you, i'm sure your mind is just so free you know what i mean of things right like you can live in peace right and yeah, as well as much as, as, as grad school is letting me <laughs> yeah well you know you got grad school like it'll be like that you know with all these other <laughs> you know so what are your let's see how much time do we have i feel like oh two well, minutes two more minutes wow Okay, so what are your final thoughts in these last two minutes? What are your final thoughts? Live your life. Yeah. Even if you're going to go through ups and downs, it's especially if you're a survivor, you're going to have days where you're, you're feeling really good and you're going to have days mm -hmm. where the memory pops up even years down the road, but it's okay. It's going to be okay. And it's, it might not feel like that now and mm -hmm. it might feel like it's never going to get better, but soon the days will get easier. The week will get easier. The month will get easier and to be gentle with yourself. That's mm -hmm. the biggest thing in, in, in healing and in, in, from any trauma, from even physical wounds, just give yourself time to heal. You're, and you, maybe you don't respond right back to the same person you are. Maybe it's changed you a little and that's okay. And learning just to love where you are and love who you are is huge and I know that I struggled a long time with that and it's taken countless hours of therapy and just kind of coming to that self-realization is I'm amazing and you know yeah the, the adoption most people actually would think it was hard it was actually the easiest most blessing decision I've ever made it was because it was completely selfless I didn't do it because it was mm. me and so it was it was easy however going forward was the hardest decision for a sexual assault survivor mm -hmm. was going forward and telling my story in front of people, but I'm glad I did it because I'm so much stronger now. Yeah. So, you, I mean, I, I think you were strong. I, yeah. I, I remember <laughs> hearing about it. I was just like, I remember telling your mom, like, what, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, are you like, and I remember her telling me things that I'd be like, are you serious right now? You know, like, I mean, I don't like to cuss on the show, so I'm not going to, but I was thinking <laughs> to myself, what in earth, you know what I mean? It's happening here. <laughs> And um, I, you know, I just applaud you. I, I do want to thank you. Like I said, I mean, I know we, we are connected on social media, um, but I want to thank you for answering the call to come on. And, you know, just, I know you're, I mean, I want, you know, like I said, I, I see you and I, and I keep in contact with your mom. So I know you're going to do amazing things. You already are doing amazing things. And I can't wait to see, you know, you continue to advocate for, for others. I think that's a lot of, you know, what, what, what kind of the world is missing is, is people like you out there just continuing to do what you believe in and living your purpose. So, you know, I just want to congratulate you on all you do. Your hair looks wonderful, by the way. I, Thank you. I got it dyed red when I was visiting oh, my parents in Texas. The color is amazing. I must say the color is amazing. I, I miss having hair just to be able to color it. So it's you can like, still color, color your hair. You got a little bit. I know, but every time I color it when it's this length and well, it, 
you know, then you cut it back and it's like, you, it only stays that way for like this second. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm, we're gonna, um, I'm gonna sign off here, but I just, again, I wanna thank you. I wanna thank your family as well um, for just always kind of supporting my little uh, things I got going on. So I appreciate it. Like I said, I definitely, um, I have to have your parents on. Your mom is thinking scheduled to come on. I need to get your dad on too, because he's like, <laughs> what running Ironman triathlon thing in a, in a matter of moments. I, every time I see his times and stuff, I'm like, let me just go hide under a rock. Yeah, no, I can't do that. He's amazing. I'm, yeah. My, both my parents are amazing and they have amazing wisdom. And my mom and my dad, they're both very special people. And I'm, I'm blessed to be able to know you through them. And um, if anybody ever, ever needs somebody to listen to, I'm, I'm always here. My inbox is always open. Um, and I, and I, it's, it's, life is hard in general. We need, yeah. we need good smiles and positivity in the world. So good smiles and positivity, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to leave with that. I love you girls. Stay focused. Tell your cat I said hello. Give him a big old hug from me. I will. And I love you. And to love you too. I'll talk to you. I'll I'll um I'll uh, reach back out to you and I'll text you after I I gotta figure out make sure the saves and all that stuff and then I'll reach back out to you. That sounds um, good. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye.